by the time you hear this podcast, you'll want to collect the house, the car, the kids, and the dog because you want it all. Girl, I don't know about you, but what we need to do, we need to get them credit cards, max them out, and get us some fly gear. And some ballers with even more cheddar. Okay. Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And we're back with episode 96. And you can see us on Facebook Live right now. We're finally doing that again. Hey. (laughs) So thank you to everyone who's downloaded so far, who has uh, listened, watched, all that good stuff. We definitely appreciate it. And uh, if you're watching us right now, you should be watching us on Facebook Live. Yeah. Thank you for joining us and, or for watching later, whichever. Uh, we're also, um, well, we can tell people where to find us, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this on Facebook. And if you want to um, follow our website, facebook. excuse me, by the time you hear this dot com. That is our website. And we are also um, on social media on Instagram. Uh, now the Facebook URL and the uh, website. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> been a long day. Uh, those are spelled with the word U Y O U. And on Instagram, we're at. By the time you hear this, spelled with the letter U because we're urban. Yes, we are back to being urban. If you're just catching up. <laughs> We're back to being urban. Can't figure out which one it is this week. We're <laughs> urban. <laughs> yeah. If you're not sure, just, you know, we're, if you can see us, you can see we're black. That means we're urban. Those are the rules. We don't make them. Nope. <laughs> if you want to um, uh, email us, you can email us at by the time you hear this at gmail.com. Spelled the same as the Instagram handle. You can send your comments, questions, concerns, show ideas. And if you're an independent artist, we'll play your music for absolutely free. And if you want to listen to us on the go, uh, avoiding the um, the busker on the train Uh, busker, that's someone who's like playing the guitar or dancing, um, holding and he has a friend holding a hat. (laughs) (laughs) 
um, to avoid those or to avoid the annoying coworker uh, who wants to ask you about the game last night uh, because he's a Saints fan and you're a Falcons fan and you're you're still not in a good mood. You're still smarting from that Steelers loss. Um, you can listen to us on the go. Uh, if you have an iPhone, you can listen to us on the Apple Podcast app. If you have an Android phone, you can listen to us on the Google Music app. And we're also on TuneIn Radio, Auto Radio, Overcast, CastBox, Satchel Podcast Player, Play.fm, and any other aggregate podcast app. And if you're looking for podcasts uh, based on subject matter, you can go over to ListenNotes.com. It is a search engine for podcasts who give clear and concise notes, just like us. Mm -hmm. And uh, on our last episode, we talked about the Bobby Brown story. So if you search Bobby Brown... Um, or the Bobby Brown story, you should be able to find us uh, somewhere in there. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and get into the show. <clears throat> to the show here. Mm. I am parched. I'll get some water, man. Um, <laughs> so um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees or finalists came out. Uh, I sent the list to Ben earlier. Yeah, I got it pulled up here. And uh, we have uh, Def Leppard, Devo, Janet Jackson, John Preen, who was in, um, had an album just come out, and he was in the Artist 100 for over a week, <laughs> like in the top 10. Uh, Kraftwerk, LL Cool J, MC5, Radiohead, Rage Against the Machine, Roxy Music, Stevie Nicks as a solo artist. The Cure, Todd Rundgren, Rufus and Shaka Khan, and the Zombies. You say Todd Rundgren too? Todd Rundgren. Okay, yeah. So uh, I'm not sure what the rules are. How like is there a max number? I forget if there's a max number of uh, artists that can be inducted. Yeah, I just can't remember how many because I know some of these have been on before. Like I remember Kraftwerk. As a matter of fact, I believe one of the last episodes we had Matt on for so other Matt that was on for our Power Trios episode. Um, was on when this came out, and you all were talking about. It. I, di- I didn't know much about craft work, but I know you too. Yeah, craft work is the um, one of those groups, um, one of like the early synth pop groups because they, they started in the seventies, and their music has been very influential in hip hop, um, particularly um, uh, like African Bimbada. Okay. Um, and some early Run DMC, um, you know, artists like that, you know, the, the, the early eighties hip hop, basically, they were definitely an influence on that as far as using, um, synthesizers and keyboards and kind of creating melodies or using melody in hip hop. A lot of times it was just percussion. Okay. Um, trying to get what the. Some more rules about the uh, induction ceremony. Yeah, I can't find it either. And I can't remember off the top of my head. I think there is a finite number group, maybe like six or something like that. Yeah, all of these people will not make it. (laughs) Yeah, they won't all make it. They will not all make it. I know Janet Jackson and Kraftwerk were finalists last year or, or nominees last year, at least. Todd Grungren and Rufus and Shaka Khan were as well. And The Cure. I'm not sure who's new here, um, but um, oh, so the new people are um, Def Leppard, Devo, 
John Prine, Roxy Music, Stevie Nicks, and Todd Rundgren. Okay. Yeah. So everyone else has been a nominee before. Uh, do you think this is the year that Janet Jackson gets in? That would be lovely. <laughs> I just came out with a new album. Um, and, you know, maybe it's Synergy. Um, she doesn't have to do a documentary like Chicago did. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, if you had to pick five, let's say it's five is the max. It's probably like seven or eight. But if you had to pick five from this list, who would you go with? Let's see. Def Leppard. <laughs> uh, Janet Jackson. Radio Psych. Uh, Reg- <laughs> <laughs> so I've got two. So Def Leppard, Janet Jackson, Rage Against the Machine. Um, Rufus featuring Shaka Khan. And at this point for me, it's a toss up between the Cure and, and, and LL Cool J. I don't know. Um, I would um, maybe LL. I don't know. I, I really like the Cure too, though. So I would go um, Def Leppard, Janet Jackson, uh, LL Cool J, Stevie Nicks, and um, the Cure. Uh, just, I believe they had more of an influence than some of the other artists listed here. I mean, Rage Against the Machine. You know, a lot of people didn't. Yeah, they may be eligible because it's been more than 25 years, but when did uh, Bulls on Parade and Killing in the Name come out? I feel like that was like 96. Around that time. I think 95, 96, yeah. Uh, And I first heard of them with uh, Gorilla Radio. Oh, man. You know what, though? That was all over TRL. I think for me, it might have been the song at the end of The Matrix. I haven't. I, I don't. You haven't seen The Matrix? It's been a long time. Okay. I don't remember. No, I yeah. don't remember that. I don't remember that they had a song of the soundtrack. Yeah, it was at the end um, of The Matrix called, um, maybe it was Bomb Track? I don't remember. But yeah, it was at the end of The Matrix. Okay. Um, well, every and, and every artist on this list has their case. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, some people may feel that LL de- deserves to be in if Run DMC and Tupac are already in. Like LL Cool J had that that moniker of being the greatest of all time that may be like self-given but (laughs) um he was he was really one of rap's first uh solo superstars Mm -hmm. like curtis blow was like the kind of like one of the first solo stars solo superstars but ella cool j quickly surpassed his success yeah i think um janet jackson has a case um you know People just looked at her as Michael Jackson's sister or as more of an actress. Uh, but then um, she got with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And uh, it, that has been like a 33-year marriage. Yeah. It's like <laughs> they said the rest is history. Yeah. Um, uh, Stevie Nicks. Um, I think she her career separate of Fleetwood Mac kind of speaks for itself. Um. And I think she's had an influence on a lot of different, um, a lot, a lot of different female artists over the course of the last forty years. Um, this is all I can say. Everybody has a case. 
don't know much about John Preen or John Prine, but like I said, a few weeks ago, he was in the Artist 100 Top 10, and he had a Top 10 album, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know anything about him. Uh, and we're getting to a point to where a lot of these acts began in the 80s, the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Someone like Def Leppard and Devo, and Kraftwerk was in like the late 70s, but they were one of the first like synth pop, or they used synthesizers heavily. Uh, the Cure, one of the 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 originators of emo, to me. Yeah. Um. You know, and their influence on on a genre that they really weren't a part of at all. And uh, Rage Against the Machine, they were the you know they were rock rap, but they weren't new metal. They were probably thrown in <laughs> because they started have they were having such success at the same time as new metal. So they got lumped in with Lincoln park and, um, you know, red hot chili peppers was lumped in there too. Um, I can't think of any other bands right now. Uh, like I said, it's been a long day, but anyway, um, now I'm thinking that either rage against the machine or Def leopard. If in, if inducted will be the band, like are the, all the original members going to show up? Because Zach Della Rocca is not in Rage anymore, right? I don't even think they're really together. Zach Della Rocca's been doing a lot of solo stuff, and Tom right. Morello's been touring with um, the Night Watchmen. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Def Leppard, I don't, I don't. Um, they're still together, I think. Yeah. Maybe there's a member or two that might be a part of the induction. Um. Do you hear that? It's like a... Like, like kind of staticky? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. It's totally normal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's uh, good to find out when um, when that happens, who the inductees are. Um, so I see here it says the top five... Um, oh, that's the public poll. I'm trying to find the... Because looking back at it, it looks yeah. like... One year, five people got in. One people, six year, six people. Then five people. Then six. Then one year, like ten people got in. In twenty twelve, I think it's like ten people got inducted. So, it so does. I guess it, it all depends. Yeah, there does not seem to be, um, any rhyme or reason. Uh, well, let's get to the charts here. Um, we've been off for a couple of weeks, so we have a new number one. And it is Girls Like You by Adam and the Levines featuring love and hip-hop legend Cardi B. They've actually been the number one song for the last three weeks. Nice. Number two, debuting at number two, Mona Lisa by Lil Wayne featuring Kendrick Lamar, a.k.a. The Mighty Duckworth. We Mm -hmm. haven't used that nickname in a long time. Number three, Lucid Dreams by Juice World. Number four, Better Now by Sirius Malone. Number five, Lil Wayne featuring Wow XXX Tentacion Don't Cry. Number six, Sicko Mode by Travis Scott. Number seven, Uproar Jeez. by Lil Wayne, which uses the uh special delivery beat by G Dep. Okay. Uh Swiss Beats um produced it, sampling that song. Uh number eight, Young Blood by Five Seconds of Summer. Number nine, In My Feelings by the Perpetual Kentucky Recruit. So it's almost over. 
Uh, and <laughs> number 10, Let It Fly by Lil Wayne featuring Travis Scott. So he's got four songs in the top 10. But uh, that is the power of social media and yeah. streaming when you release an album, especially late at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people have been waiting uh, like five years. So did you see five, six years for the Carter five? Did you see the picture I sent you? I was going to suggest a new nickname for Drake. Did you see the picture I sent you? The curse. Everything he's he supported. <laughs> so I've, I'm hearing people say now that on his next album, he's going to appropriate Irish culture for his album. <laughs> and his eyelids are going to be Fook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, McGregor lost yeah. in epic fashion. And he was there supporting him, had an Irish flag. Like, what is with this dude? Like you, you Canadian man. Oh God, he'll just support it. He's holding an Irish flag. Find the pictures. It's funny, people. If you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. And then he lost. Uh, it was just funny to me. Ridiculous. Um, so we got the uh, Billboard 200, which are the top 200 albums. We'll go through the top 10. Number one, of course, the Carter Five, Lil Wayne. People were waiting a long time everywhere. for it. Everywhere. Uh, he was at A3C uh, over the weekend. Um, some it, it didn't it didn't end well. Overall. Not because of him, but someone thought they heard gunshots and oh. started running. And this is a bunch of black people, so when a, one black person starts running, everyone everybody starts yeah. running. So yeah, and there was no proof that any gunshots were fired. Um, didn't matter. Stutter. Number two, <laughs> YSIV, which I think is Young Sinatra Four. Uh, a logic mixtape. Um, I'm not. I'm not aware really of much of his music except for the the suicide hotline song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's made a lot of money. Yeah, the last couple of years. I knew a lot of his early stuff, so I knew the one that had um, worked so much. I thought I was going to die alone. I can't think of the name of the song, but he had. A, he. I know his first album. I don't. I didn't know. You know, the suicide hotline song didn't sound a lot like him. He was a lot. He was more in the vein of an Eminem, like a more intellectual Eminem back then. Yeah. Okay. Um, number three, Dancing Queen by Cher. So Cher back. has a new album. Uh, number four, Luca Brasi 3 by Kevin Gates. Uh, he is apparently still not getting tired. <laughs> uh, number five, Scorpion by the Perpetual Kentucky Recruit. Number six, Kamikaze by Eminem. Number seven, Astroworld by Travis Scott. Number eight, Beer Bungs and Bentleys by Sirius Malone. Number nine, An American Treasure by Tom Petty. Uh, so I wonder if we're now starting to see what we've seen with Prince and yeah. all the artists that have died. Like They're like, all right, we finally found a way to make money off of him. Out of something that he probably wouldn't have done. I'm no. willing to bet this is unreleased material from the Tom Petty vault, if one exists. Could you find that out for us? Yeah, yeah. If that is unreleased or if it's a greatest hits, like, come on, guys. There's already one. And it's pretty <laughs> good. And number 10, question mark by XXX Tentacion um, to round out the top 10. And while Ben uh, pulls up, if that what kind of album that Tom Petty album is. It's a compilation album. It's a compilation. Yeah. Um, I don't. Oh, yep. Okay, there, there. The, okay, so I will say this is this is actually pretty good stuff. So it's a 2018 compilation album and box set of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. 
Um, the set includes several rare and un- so some unreleased stuff. Songs alongside more obscure album tracks that showcase Petty's songwriting. The majority of the content is Heartbreakers material, but there are also several solo songs and some recordings by Mudcrutch. So it's actually, a, this seems like a very well put together, you know, like I, the first song I recognized was Breakdown, but it's live at Capitol Studios. So there's a lot of songs in here that I don't recognize. Okay, I Won't Back Down live at the Fillmore. Um, and then there's a lot of songs I just don't recognize. So it looks like, yeah, just a lot of unreleased stuff. Maybe some deep cuts that people aren't that familiar with. Whereas, uh, you know, people will, they'll pay for it on a, um, you know, they'll buy it on a compilation record or something. So, yeah, some outtakes, some alternate versions of songs, some live versions. So, this is insert concert intro by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the Forum. <laughs> hmm. June 28th, 1981. All right, that's pretty cool. That's That's pretty cool. At least it's something different, you know. Hmm. Let's look at the live feed here. I don't know what's going on. If that's my computer or if that's switcher, I'm not sure. But anyway, moving on. Um, still not sure if it's going to work. Oh, there we are. Oh, now it's starting from the beginning. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the artist 100. Looking at that, number one, he released an album. So, of course, uh, people have been waiting five, six years for it. No joke. Lil Wayne is number one. Number two, she released an album. Cher is number two. Number three, he He also released an album. album. (laughs) Logic is number three. Number four, we're still kind of worried about them a little. They're coming back up, though. They're on the come up. But they have been moving up on on this chart. Number five, the Perpetual Kentucky Recruit. Number six, Eminem. Number seven, the unretired 2K Legends because mm-hmm. they are on the WWE 2K. Is it 2K19? I think so, yes. Number eight, Sirius Malone. Do you take him seriously? Uh, Sure, why not? I'll take him serious right now. All right. He ain't been acting crazy. <laughs> number nine, XXX Tentacion. And number 10, the strongest ponytail in the game. I'm really kind of um, impressed, although I don't know if you can say you're impressed with the dead person, but like he has had a lot of staying power lately. I feel like he's more popular in death than he ever was alive. And he also got a couple of um, uh, AMA nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, let see if we can pull that up really quick here. Um while we go through that, uh, t- the Tupac Shakur estate um, got some good news in which they um, uh, now I went away. I had my link up. You're talking about the uh, un- the unreleased music? Yes. Uh, so mm-hmm. there was a five-year lawsuit in which the estate of Tupac Shakur is won back the unreleased music. So there is actually more music out there. Uh, it's still a little weird to me because it's like, okay, he had to have made enough material for all these albums mm-hmm. over a two and a half, three year span. Yeah. Well, I mean, wasn't um, <laughs> how did he have time to do movies yeah. or to tour? Well, all lies on me was a double album, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. He's probably staying in the studio. <laughs> How many rappers are putting out double albums? <laughs> it's very rare. I think the only ones I know that that, that put out a double album were um, uh, Nelly, T.I. Which one did T.I. put out that was double? Um, I want to feel like 50 Cent did it. Yeah. Let's see. All Lives on Life After Death was a double lot. Wu Tang. Oh, yeah. Life After Death. Wu Tang Forever. <laughs> uh, speaker Box and Love Below. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot, though. Um, but uh, Two Box Estate has settled its lawsuit against Entertainment One. The company had sued because the estate claimed that they had screwed it over royalties to the tune of seven figures. So, a lot of money on the line here. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ, this is where this article is from, Entertainment One will pay the estate a substantial six-figure amount, but there's something way more significant. Tupac's mother, uh, Feeney Shakur, she died in 2016, was the administrator of the estate back in 2013 and sued Entertainment One to get back a bunch of unreleased masters. And the lawsuit went on after she passed. We've learned those unreleased masters will now go back to the estate and the value of the recordings uh, is pretty big. How much is it? Uh, that has not been released. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, are you looking forward to any new Tupac music? I feel like we got so much right after, right after he died. I know. And then he still gets he'll you know, like he'll just get thrown on a song every now and then. Like I'm surprised he hasn't he wasn't on Scorpion. <laughs> they found a way to get Michael Jackson though. So, I'm yeah, just, that, that's interesting. I wonder how. I mean, there had to be a lot of money spent to get an unreleased Michael Jackson vocal. Yeah, yeah. And like, we'll just put that on a song. It didn't even release it as a single either. No. <laughs> well, we hasn't yet. We don't know if you will. But, yeah, there's still time. But I mean, it'd be. I mean, it'd be cool to hear some. I mean, you know. But at this point, and not even to sound ungrateful, it's been so long. It's just like, do we need more? Tupac or has um, this era passed him by you know if you, it depends on who you ask yeah it depends on how old that person is yeah I feel like some people our age will probably be like yeah I want more Tupac um and I would maybe say it's somebody who really doesn't pay attention to hip-hop anymore no no it's someone who pays attention to hip-hop but they think it's all crap <laughs> no they're they're like 21 and under and you know XXX Tentacion is their Tupac, and they're like, "Who's Tupac?" Now you made me sad, <laughs> but that's, I get that's it. just the reality. There's a generation out there who would ask, "Who is Tupac?" and why are people so excited about him? Uh, but moving on, Taylor mm-hmm. Swift, mm-hmm. who just opened the AMAs <laughs> with a performance of "I Did Something Bad." Oh God! Uh, okay, I'm looking that up after this. <laughs> I love that's I actually like that song. Uh, she is in the news for another reason, and uh, Ben, what tell us about it? It's not the reason you would think. Um, so I saw a good meme that said, "If you came up to me ten years ago and told me that um, Taylor Swift would be backing Democrats and Kanye West would be pro-Trump, I would have slapped you and taken your wallet." <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what's happening. Um, 
So Taylor Swift, after never, she's never, ever, ever been political. She's always done that as the, you know, they say, you know, shut up and sing or shut up and play ball or whatever. She dribble. always kind of shut up and dribble. Yeah, shut up and dribble. Um, she's always kind of just kept silent. And so she came out on her um, on her Instagram page in support of Tennessee's um, Democratic candidates, which was a shock to everybody, <laughs> um, which to her core fans. So I did some reading on um, on her, in, not her Instagram page, on her subreddit. And, you know, she's she's all about LGBTQ rights. She's a feminist. So she's very progressive. So no one understood why they were surprised. Like she's done nothing to indicate that she would be anything other than liberal. So the only thing I can think of is because people just assume if you're white, you're liberal. You're not liberal. I don't know. Maybe it's because she's from Pennsylvania. She sung country music. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, anyone who's not a country artist um, that is that is in music. It's pretty liberal. It's pretty part. liberal, uh, I guess, except for Kanye. Kanye and who feels Dave like Mustaine. he's on his his own. And who? Dave Mustaine. He's like a staunch. Oh yeah, Republican. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. Well, I guess you count like Ted Nugent. Nugent too. Yeah, but there he's crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean it's interesting. So I mean, so the result though, of course, she has 112 million followers. On Instagram, which I think is second highest next to Selena Gomez, um, they've seen a spike in, in voter registration. Mm. Um, they said we're up to sixty-five thousand registrations in a single twenty-four hour period since Taylor Swift's post. Um, Guthrie said, "Who is Kamari Guthrie, director of communications for the uh, nonprofit Vote dot org?" So, um, for comparison, they said one hundred ninety thousand. Voters are registered via vote.org nationwide during September and 56,000 August. So she basically did the whole month of August in one day just by saying, hey, guys, I like Democrats and you should vote. And all the Swifties were like, all right. (laughs) So, I mean, I think it's cool. You know, I'm not really the one. I'm not really someone to tell somebody to shut up and sing or shut up and dribble or Shut up and you know score touchdowns, but uh, you know if I you got the, an opinion, share it. There's nothing you know. The thing with I know you're referencing Tommy Lauren uh, with that, uh, who had something to say. You know what? Isn't Tommy Lauren kind of doing the same thing? I mean, yeah, you're not writing any songs. So for to- I think, but the reason you're using she your platform it, to influence to possibly influence voters too. But I think so. I think where people are paying some of these people a dis a, I don't want to say disservice, but they're being disrespectful to them is they think that because I'm on TV and I'm on Fox News or I'm on CNN or whatever the station might be, I know more. Whereas you know, it's a very long post that she wrote. It's insightful. Um, she, so she references the Republican senators and, and, you know, politicians voting records. So it's not like she's just saying, you know, yay Democrats. She's actually out here saying like, well, actually Marsha Blackburn, um, I cannot support Marsha Blackburn. Her voting record in Congress appalls and terrifies me. She voted against equal pay for women. She voted against the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act. So, like, this is a well thought out so statement. She's got reasons. Like, yeah. I'm voting for this person because this other person uh, thinks it's, it's okay to beat women. Like it's, <laughs> and she thinks this stuff is okay. And yeah. I don't think that's okay. So, I mean, I could, like, don't get me wrong. Like, if, if Taylor Swift or even anyone, 
you know, someone like a LeBron James came out and said, yeah, dog, I'm with Democrats because Democrats rock. Then I'd be like, all right, man, that's cool and all, but like, <laughs> what the hell? But that has happened absolutely zero times. Like, no, the positions like he, are typically he, well thought out. Uh, he, during the 2016 he election, called he called him a bum. <laughs> that was funny, but that was just funny. He, uh, he backed, um, he backed Hillary. Yeah. And I, I think that was, a. That was an easy call for him. Yeah. Because it would have been an issue. (laughs) (laughs) You could ask Kanye about that. But um, yeah, so of course people are saying it's Taylor Swift versus Kanye West again. (laughs) It is, though. So, but but look, in 2020, um, you know, Kanye will have figured out where what he you know what he thinks about all this so what's funny is he has a he has a meeting set up with donald trump and yeah, it's, they're having lunch yeah to talk about amongst other things um bringing manufacturing jobs back to america which let's just be honest those jobs are never coming back i don't know why they're that's just still not. an issue because like, if so this, why the, why the, why the country <clears throat> they go to why they're gonna give up the jobs all of a sudden yeah this laptop would be like eight thousand dollars <laughs> If we were paying American wages, this would be like fifteen thousand. Yeah, if then. we're just telling the truth here, um, so those jobs aren't coming back. He also wants to talk about um, violence in Chicago and some other things. I can't remember the whole uh, slave prison stuff. reform, prison reform, thing. which ironically are good things, but like he's not going to do anything. Yeah, like the current president isn't going to do anything no, about those things. He's not. And Jared Kushner isn't, like Jared Kushner is supposed to be part of this too. Yeah. He's not doing anything either. Not to mention, so and of course, and this is something I didn't even think about, the powers that be, the people who actually funnel money, pump money into the right, it'll be a cold day in hell. <laughs> they don't care what Donald, there's a lot of things Donald, let's be honest, there's a lot of things Donald Trump says and then people in the White House come out and say, um, no, it's it's actually the opposite. So, like, he doesn't even get and his then, way. And then that's the end. It's yeah. like, oh, he lied again. Yeah. So, I mean, someone, I think CNN or whoever is keeping up with how many lies he's told. Yeah. But it just doesn't matter. Yeah. The White House comes out and takes a different position, which is actually kind of scary. So, yeah. like, even like if he'll he just agrees, say something. Yeah. And. The, like his own people be like, well, actually, <laughs> this is what he meant. And then it doesn't matter. Yeah. Keeps like, oh, oh, <laughs> and, and, like the people on the same side be like, oh, so that so he he actually meant to say that. So he just he just got his thoughts crossed up. Yeah. Or something. Like you just have like some kind of excuse for him. I, I think you see now. But yeah. anyway, and he doesn't he likes Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift's music 25 percent less now. Which, that was the number he used. That's what he said. So he still kind of likes it. <laughs> he doesn't listen to her music at all. Probably know who she is. No, no, no. He you know he he knows who she is. He just doesn't listen to her music. He just looks at pictures of her. He's like, that's Taylor Swift. Huh? I thought she was black. <laughs> <laughs> that's Kanye West. That's <laughs> Um. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's not listening. He just looks at pictures of her. Uh, but he felt he had to say something because anybody who criticizes him or opposes him is his mortal enemy. Yeah. You have to remember, people, mm-hmm. we're dealing with someone who believes they are a perfect president. Yeah. They have done nothing wrong ever. 
paying uh, paying an adult film actress to shut up about their affair. That's not wrong. In fact, he denied it, and now he's suing her. Yeah, but he paid her off. Yeah, that's pretty funny. You shouldn't have said that. I paid you off, but you didn't even sign the NDA. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going on a tangent here. Uh, so we're not going to get to the AMAs. We'll probably talk about it the next episode. Yeah. Uh, let's get to our Ben's earworm of the week. What do you got? All right. So I don't know. I think you know what I know. What it was. I subscribed to a playlist of 80s and 90s adult contemporary music, which is some of my favorite. And um, this song was added on there fairly recently. Um, It is a track by Prince and the New Power Generation, um, half of which ended up joining Nick Jonas and the administration because Hmm. they were obsessed with Prince, I believe. Um, Apparently, they even said that um, Burning Up was a tribute to Prince. And then Nick Jonas went and got like I think he ended up like three or four people from his band to play Nick Jonas in the administration. So it's pretty funny. New Power Generation. So this is Diamonds and Pearls, the title track to Diamonds and Pearls. Um, those drums, they sound good. <laughs> they sound so good. Uh, I was trying to get it queued up. <laughs> All right, here we go. So uh, here's Diamonds and Pearls by Prince and the New Power Generation officially. <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back.
Alright, that is Diamonds and Pearls by Prince and the New Power Generation uh, from our Because Five Top Five Prince songs. This was my number one song. Yeah, this is a good song. It's one of those ones that's kind of grown on me. Um, yeah. I love I, I love his... Because um, they might be my favorite. Because it was Prince and the Revolution. Yeah. And then the New Power Generation. Um, I think I like the rhythm section from this band more. Like, I like the bass player. I like the drummer. Um, and I yeah. think in this regard, um, with the Revolution, uh, Wendy and Lisa had their own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Johnson. I think he was a guitar player. He had a solo album. Andre Simone had a solo album. Then he ended up uh, writing for Jody Watley. Um, somebody else had a solo album from the revolution. And then with the new power generation, one person I knew who had a solo album was Rosie Gaines. <laughs> uh, I think my mom has her CD actually. Um, so yeah, so basically the drummer who is Sonny no no the drummer Michael Bland, the keyboard player Tommy Barbarella, and the bass player Sonny um Sonny T ended up joining Nick Jonas in the administration. <laughs> and then I think at one point he had David uh, Ryan Harris on guitar and backing vocals. Yeah. Um with Rosie Gaines and uh Tevin Campbell's association with mm-hmm. a goofy movie. Prince wrote Stand Out and I Die. He had to. You think so? I, I really think he lie. did. I got to show you something. He had he has a he has an, another pseudonym that uh nobody really knows about. You got to share this on the page. Matt Banister sent this to me. You can find that at Target. Yeah, I think that's where he found it with the <laughs> Yeah. Uh for those not uh well for those listening or watching, it is the Powerline World Tour t-shirt. <laughs> um yes, you could find that at Target. I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to pick one up this weekend more than likely. Uh, yeah, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get one too. Because I want to stand out <laughs> <laughs> above the crowd, yeah. even if you have to shout it out loud. I'm going to wear it to work and see how many people know what it is. <laughs> What's still upsetting is that that song from a goofy movie, Stand Out, is still not on Spotify. Eye yeah. to Eye is. But sometimes stand out is sometimes not. they take it off. It's like Netflix, like it's <laughs> leaving this month. <laughs> Oh man! I was trying to figure out though what city they saw him in. Oh, I thought it was L.A. Was it L.A.? Okay, I couldn't remember. So yeah, they did hit L.A. The, the movie it was a cross country trip. So that was the second to last date on the tour. The last date was Mexico City. <laughs> well, you saw how long it took them to get across the country. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, that um, you can find uh, diamonds and pearls. On our BTT YHT Earworms playlist, I believe that's the second Prince song you've put on there. What was the first? Um, was that I Want to Be Your Lover? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, because yeah, it was right it, when, when all those the, songs yes. are, were put on there. Yeah, yes. I, think that I was, was listening it. to a lot of Prince back then. <laughs> Still listening to a lot of Prince, clearly, because now there's more. <laughs> um, oh, I never mentioned on here that the, the silent disco I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple months ago, yeah, it was Prince versus Michael Jackson. Prince right? versus Michael Jackson. It was at the Buckhead Theater. I like that place. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of weird because it like you're 
with your senses, you know, mm-hmm. because you, they give you these headphones and you have these three channels. Yeah. Well, really two. One DJ, they're both on the stage. One DJ is playing Michael Jackson. Nice. The other is playing Prince. And then you can turn it off and then just listen to everybody like singing out loud whatever <laughs> song is playing. Um uh, when Purple Rain came on, probably like 90% of the people had it on the Prince channel nice. singing Purple Rain. Um, when it was uh, Billie Jean, oh, yeah. 90% of people were, were listening to Michael Jackson, Billie Jean. And then there were two guys. <laughs> one was a light-skinned Michael Jackson. <laughs> one was a dark-skinned Michael Jackson having a Michael off. Oh, God. <laughs> but uh, it was a good time. But probably like an hour and a half in, I think it seemed like the DJs ran through all of the Prince and Michael Jackson songs. <laughs> so they just started playing other stuff. And there was funny is like one of them would play, um, in my feelings. And then like five minutes later, the other DJ is playing in, in my, my feelings. feelings. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it, it was, it was a good time. Uh, they have, they have a, quite a few of those silent disco parties, okay. uh, at Buckhead theater. So if you're in the Atlanta area, you should check that out. All right, so um, on this episode, we started with the song Rough Ends, uh, No More by Rough Ends, which charted at number five on the Hot 100. Who would have thunk? In the year of our Lord, 2000. (laughs) So uh, we're considered a one-hit wonder. uh, And even though I think... Okay, there's somebody I know who may or may not manage them. Who probably won't like that I said that, <laughs> but it's true anyway. Uh, so we're counting. We're doing our because five one hit wonders in the year of our Lord two thousand. Did you watch the video I sent of you? I sent you with Louis C.K. talking about that. I, I'll I'll show you after this. It's funny. And I how, think you told me about it. Yeah, because that's why I laugh every time. He's like, <laughs> the Christians won. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, We'll just get into it. You know how this goes. Our, we do our, our honorable mentions first. So, Ben, tell us about your first honorable mention, and I will pull up the music video. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, my first honorable mention is, let me make sure I said this right, Debola Morgan. Debola, yes. Debola Morgan. Um, the song is called Dance With Me. Um, it's kind of like a tango-style, salsa-style song. Um so it's man thinking about the two th- to the year two thousand, almost twenty years ago. Um, this was back when Rick D's and the Weekly Top Forty was a oh big boy. thing, and I was listening to it every Sunday night. And this was one of the songs that was on. And I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna say I'm ashamed of this. I was the type of kid, you know, because what I'm thirty four now, so almost twenty years ago, I was, you know, fourteen, fifteen years old. I would dance around in my um, I would dance around in my living room as the music ones. We had a stereo. I'd be listening to the top forty um, and just going in. And this is one of the songs that was like always on the top forty. And um, so, have you ever heard those ads? Let's go Krogering. No. So there were these ads back then called Let's Go Krogering, and that's why I would say Let's Make Love and Let's Go Krogering. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, but well, I love this song. We we were in high school at the time, and um, Kroger was like the classy grocery store. Were in Augusta, it seemed like 
because it was on, it was on like it was in the west part of Augusta, mm. which was like closer to downtown and all that. Okay. Um, on my side, rather it was Bilo and Food Lion. Gotcha. Like I I never been to a Publix really. Publix was the nice place I where I was <laughs> until I got to West Georgia. Was there? A, oh, there was a Publix in Carrollton. It was next to that Target. Yeah. Yeah. That, see, that was the high rent area. Yeah. And then on the other <laughs> side was their Walmart and Kroger. That was the lower rent area. <laughs> Go Kroger ring. But no, this this man, this is just such an awesome song. Um, she is someone I never knew her name, of course, until the advent of Spotify. <laughs> and it just happened to come up on some list, and I was like, oh snap, I remember this song. This was a this was a dancer right here. Yeah. Um, and I think because of its its tango type beat um, and making an R and B song out of it, you know, it probably caught on because of the the Latin explosion still going on at the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, minus Lou Bega. Um, so wow, she had a five octave um, vocal range. So Talk where did where did this chart? Uh, let's see here. This charted. Where did my mouse go? Oh, whatever. Number eight. So, wow. A top ten hit. This was one yeah. of those, like, I wasn't familiar with. I didn't hear on the radio that much. But maybe that was just that was just me and Augusta not <laughs> hearing it on a pop station or anything like that. She also won Miss Black, Miss Teen Black Arizona. Um, Another 90s singer, I think, won one of those. Uh, you remember Cece Peniston? Yeah, finally. I think she was a Miss Teen Black Arizona. <laughs> like the same state. What's going on in Arizona? <laughs> All these black folks winning and then getting famous. So, yeah. Um, so that's number, that's your first honorable mention, Double Morgan. Yes. All right. So, my first honorable mention, um, it'll probably be number one for most people, but. Um, Uh, this song was everywhere for just a ridiculous reason. <laughs> um, and it is Baja Man Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> um, the song is nonsensical. Quite. Uh, and you know, I'm playing everything from YouTube here if you're watching Facebook Live. So I wasn't trying to really hide anything. <laughs> I was just trying to pull the video. Oh, let me pull the video over here too. There we go. So yeah, um, this was in. Uh, I feel like a lot of commercials. Yeah. Uh, every every uh, sports game you went to, like I in Augusta time, I was going to see the Augusta Lynx hockey games. Yes, I went there hockey games when I was in high school. Um, also, because um, I think my mom was still working at a, a country music station, and she got free tickets all the time. <laughs> so um, uh, when they played this at the hockey games, they played this uh, where I got to see WCW when they came to oh, wow. Augusta. Um, the Harlem Globetrotters came to Augusta, uh, watching games to where. Um, there was a, it was something weird because there was 
like a lot of baseball players, like they still like the walk up music is still very important. Mm-hmm. And there was um, with Alex Rodriguez was playing for the Mariners, and the song it just came out. Somebody else had "Who Let the Dogs Out" as their walk up music, but then he just took it. <laughs> because his nickname is Big Dog. No one calls Alex Rodriguez Big Dog. I've never heard him get called that before. No. I think it was a high school nickname. I've heard Crime Dog. Because there's a lot of people with dog yeah, in their yeah. name. If it was Fred McGriff, this would, this would be fine. It would be cheesy, but yeah. it would work. Um, I'm, I'm okay, God, I see that that story. That's really messed up. <laughs> That's really he just took, the, he just took the song from whoever had it. So I'm seeing the first team to use it, ironically, Mississippi State University. They're the Bulldogs. They used a version of it, though, by Chuck Smooth. And then, of course, in 2000, when it came out, that's when it started really catching on with Joe Oliver and Alex A-Rod, excuse me, call him nickname. That's funny, though. I'd be pretty mad if someone did that to me. But then again, you know, either backup catcher, he's A-Rod. <laughs> what you gonna do? So, uh, yeah, with this song, um, of course, it's about women, right? Ugly women. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, it's about ugly women. Like yeah. ugly women being in the club. So, um, and Slum Douglas, who actually wrote the song, Trinidadian artist that wrote the song, admitted that the song has nothing to do with dogs and is actually it has a feminist theme. Yeah. Oh, it's a man bashing song. Oh. So it's about letting out like bad dudes. The men started name calling and then the girls responded to the call. Wow. And then the woman shouts, who lets the dogs out? <laughs> who let the dogs out? Wow. Uh, surprisingly as um, is it omnipotent as this song was? Mm-hmm. It charted at number 40. Yeah. It peaked at number 40 in America. But it was number one in New Zealand, in Australia. Uh, number two in the UK. Number three in Norway and Sweden. Number two in Ireland. Number six in Germany, which I feel like they like everything. Um, number six in Denmark. Um, number eight in Brazil. <clears throat> number seven in Belgium. So they, they won a Grammy for that, by the way. <laughs> Best dance recording. Yeah, and it's a Grammy award-winning song. Yeah. Wow. Uh, let's see who they beat out, dude. That year, three times platinum. The triple album. platinum song. No, the album went triple platinum. Oh, the album on one song. That was see that was that was that kind of date. Those were the days you can you can go platinum off of one single. And because and and what's funny is that the song would be released as a single that you could buy. Mm. And then the album comes out, and then people still went out and bought the album. Oh, man. All music gives it four out of five stars. <laughs> the album. <laughs> Here are the other songs. Here are the other songs that it beat out for best dance recording. Uh, Eiffel 65. Blue. Blue Dabba oh. D. Uh, Be With You by Enrique Iglesias. Okay, okay. Let's Get Loud by J-Lo. I didn't like that song. <laughs> and Natural Blues by Moby. That was the okay. You put, that's one of your earworms, wasn't it? No, that was um, Run On. No, I thought that was one. Of, that wasn't one. Same of your, album, same album, but different. Oh, song. okay, okay. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. Natural Blues, that came off of the Play album, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, Baja, Grammy Award winners. <laughs> we have to put it like that. Put some respect on their name, man. <laughs> All right, uh, what is your second honorable mention? All right, my second honorable mention is B.B. Uh, Mac, back here. And with his second honorable mention, that is also my number five. So uh, we'll just move along from that uh, <laughs> after when we get there. Um, so B.B. Mac, back here. This was one of those... Um, one of those TRL staples. Yeah. Um, but see, they were the different. They were different though because they played instruments. They played instruments. So yeah. that but was when they, they were still like lumped in with Backstreet boy Boys bands, yeah. and In Sync. But in the video, he had an acoustic guitar, and you're like, "Whoa!" That means he's a musician, and you just had to like, you know. I feel like that was you know the people who probably created them because let's be real they were created um was like we'll have one of them play um we'll have them play instruments so they'll have respect you know they won't be like <laughs> those backstreet boys or that in sync group that doesn't play anything you know which is funny because later in certain years you would see those so clearly this shook them because you would see them come out with instruments every now and then also with this instead of five it was just three yeah so instead of getting five good-looking guys, let's find three hot guys mm-hmm. that play instruments, or we can teach them. Or at least one of them plays an instrument. See, that's all we need. We just need one of them because yeah. he's the one who got out of the car and went to Guitars R Us and probably <laughs> stole that guitar and took <laughs> back in the car. And of course, they were British, so yeah, you know. And the thing when in the UK. Pop stars are taken, I want to say they're taken more seriously, but I think they're appreciated a little more. Um, even though this video is kind of plain, but this yeah, is very boring. It's so. a very boring video. So, an early um, John Shanks, who did, um, he ended up doing, yeah, so he did. Um, Steve McQueen, the the song by um, oh God, Cheryl what is it? Cheryl Crow. He did a lot of other stuff. Yeah, autobiography. Ashley Simpson's it. So yeah, this was an early production credit for him because he did that breakaway by um, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, he did a lot of work with Cara Diaguardi later in his career. So this was a very early um, production for him. Uh oh, second guy with an acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah. I think was, I think Christian played guitar. Because he ended up doing a song on the Sky High soundtrack. Um, it was a cover of um, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, where, did yeah, uh, how, where what do you see there about about BB Mac? 13 is where it top, uh, topped the charts at. Uh, you know, as I said, this was this was a, um, a TR all over TRL. Yeah, it was. They were lumped in with uh, 98 Degrees and Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. And, um, yeah, they tried to, yeah. you could tell they tried to, you know, get themselves out of that. Oh, yeah, I forgot no. the end of the video. They're singing in the um, subway. 
And everyone starts clapping. Yeah! Woo! Yeah, I forgot about that part. Anyway. Because they tried uh, to release another album, which was a little more rock, pop rock, that didn't really go anywhere. My favorite song actually by them is Out of My Heart, which sounds very different. No drum machines, straight live band. And it just, I think by then, it was just too late. It was 2002. I think at that point, NSYNC really wasn't a thing anymore. Like the boy band craze that kind of died. Because that was around the time um, Justin Timberlake released Justified. So, like, it's just, it was too little too late at that point. And it was kind of sad. Mm. Um, so, uh, well, you already know my number five, but my second honorable mention is um, that one, two, three, four, five. You know what? That was my second honorable mention. Oh, that was? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot what I had in here already. Okay. So, um, yeah, we have the same second honorable mention. So, Ben, tell us your number five. All right. So, my number five is Liar by Profile. This was a last-minute addition because I didn't... So, you said it, it topped out at what? Because I have here at 14 on the Hot 100 and, and number one on the Hot R&B. Still much higher than I thought for both. Oh, uh, the song? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I had on here. Again. Number one on the hip hop RB, number 14 on the Hot 100. Higher than I thought. Much higher than I thought. Um, this song a is song awesome. produced by Teddy, Teddy Riley. Riley. He has a version where he does like background vocals and talk box stuff. Um, and this might be it. Yeah, right, I should play here. Um, yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. You can hear Teddy. Okay, that this is the one. Okay. Yeah, this is the one I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this song is awesome. So this is what Greg was referencing in the beginning: the house, the car, the kids, the dog. I want it all. <laughs> Yeah, this song is the, awesome. <laughs> I will talk about this video because I watched this video like a couple of months ago. Because um, I was already like, "What is that song?" That, <laughs> yeah, so I looked it up. Um, so uh, it starts where the the love interest or you know the the cheating girl she takes. One of the the guys in the in the group takes him to the airport, sees him get on the plane, or at least board start to board the plane. Is that Hartsfield? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no, this is probably L.A. This is probably LAX. Um, but she takes him to the airport, sees him start to board the plane. She walks away. He walks back towards the gate <laughs> and starts following her. And he's like, he stays probably like 25, 30 feet back. <laughs> and she doesn't even look back at all to see that he's following her. Because she's so engulfed in cheating. She's nothing <laughs> she's, but a liar. She's so focused on cheating. A cheater. That he's so close behind that she never looked back. A deceiver. They get to the sidewalk at about the same time. Yeah. She gets into her car and drives away. The rest of the group picks him up in another car <laughs> and they follow her. 
and they follow her to where she sees she goes to goes to her other dude and hands him a wad of cash though it's probably made by the boyfriend yeah oh they're trying to dance because you had to dance back <laughs> you then. had to dance you had to dance you had to wear the um were the, these dickies with the sleeves cut yeah off they're dressed like this is I call this the jagged edge look <laughs> <laughs> with the bandana tied up like uh jar rule with do rags yeah Timberlands although I swear to God that one dude in the middle throwback jerseys has the he has it tied up like he's an old woman cleaning his house <laughs> <laughs> It's just like no, oh okay. No, tied in the front. That's Tupac style. No, not not no. That guy right there with it going over his head, like Aunt Jemima. That's who he looks like. Oh my yeah, goodness! Yeah, yeah, with it tied in the front. Yeah, but not like Tupac would do it to where oh, like yeah, it was Tupac. It, it wasn't it wasn't covering the it head. It didn't cover his head. It was yeah. more like a headband. He's wearing like a hairnet, <laughs> like at a like he's working at Piccadilly. Hey, you gotta protect that S curl, man. I guess so. <laughs> Okay, and this also doesn't make sense. So he caught her giving the money to the other dude, right? She goes home. She's walking up the sidewalk, sees her stuff out on the front lawn, right? And she's like, what is what is this? There's no way he could have caught me cheating. I checked behind myself twice. <laughs> he wasn't there. And then she's walking up the steps to the front door. With his new chick. He already had a new chick. Which means he was probably cheating on her, too. He had a new chick answer the door not she's standing next to him she answered the door i remember people used to dress this way he's wearing that oversized sweater vest <laughs> with no, no shirt. shirt no shirt he's got his hair braided i used to have my hair in cornrows like that and he just dismisses her yeah but he had a new like he saw her cheating and then had a new chick before he got home he went home and was like hey um um before he got home, he had a new girl already and allowed her to answer the door. Mm-hmm. So like, he was cheating know, too. Uh, I'm in a, I, I'm in a screw call profile, and um, I just found out my girl cheating on me. Um, you you want to go hook up? Okay. Um, here's a ticket. It's not for you. I just need you to hand it to her when she gets. <laughs> <laughs> when she come to the house, just hand her the, this this ticket. It says one way, yeah, because she ain't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad you had that on there because the video is it. It's illogical. It was an illogical video. This wasn't even their first album. That's funny. This was their second album. What were they doing before that? Like they just were struggling. Was Teddy Riley working on the first album? Probably not. It was Whispers in the Dark was the first album. Um, yeah, I don't see Teddy Riley on here. That's what it was. They had a Teddy Bishop. I think that was the wrong Teddy. Nope, that, no, that's wrong Teddy. There you go. <laughs> what the hell is, what is I guess there's some Chico de Barge on there, too. <laughs> the hell is Teddy Bishop? I just imagine he's just like a, like a, like a poor man's Teddy Riley. <laughs> um, so yeah, get to, uh, my number five. Um, this was a song that I you would uh I only saw on um the video I only saw on VH1 and maybe MTV2 but I only mainly saw it on VH1 and a song called It Feels So Good by Sonique Nice uh, I thought she was French What is she? I think she's British. Oh. And for a short time, I 
if I can get to the video here. Here we go. Um, uh, with this song, it, it well, this is another like the video is kind of weird as well because um, I don't know if she was trying to break gender roles or something, but she dressed more like a dude. That's what she looks like. <laughs> Huh, okay. Um, I think I also heard this song on. Um, it was either one or the other. It was either on Reverb or it was on one of those Now That's What I Call Music. It was probably on like probably now, number two yeah. or three or something. <laughs> I love those records, man. As they're on like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in the UK, they're probably on like 112 yeah. or something. Uh, but this was like one of those like um, low key kind of EDM songs. Um, and normally with a techno song or an EDM song, if it's a black vocalist, she has this like powerhouse voice like yeah. LaBouche. Um, but it's it's more understated. And apparently she's a DJ, mm-hmm. so it was probably more uh, along the lines of um, Olive or Alice DJ. Yeah. Um, as far as like the DJs who are also vocalists, it's so interesting to hear the change in EDM from way back because no one even called it EDM back then. It was all techno. No. Everything was techno. That was the blanket term. Or dance. Techno and then or we dance. started to really kind of you know get the. It started to get fleshed out. It's like all right, some of these things don't sound like the others you know what makes them different oh well this one sounds like this this one sounds like that and like just hearing this like this was considered edm back then this was getting played in clubs made by djs it's yep. crazy like how it's changed like where's the bass drop like <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm also confused because she's the dj and the vocalist at the same time yeah like the, so she cloned herself too the john mayer of EDM artist. <laughs> um, let's see how this song did here. Um, here we go. Now the song was actually released in 1998 initially, but it became a hit in 2000, and it was, uh, was number one in the UK for three weeks. Um, I think. Platinum in the UK is like 200,000. I can't remember. Uh, I'm not sure. But this song did reach the number eight on the Hot 100. Uh, so it was platinum in the UK. Yeah. Uh, it was also platinum in Norway and Sweden, but it only takes 10,000 to go platinum in Norway. Uh, it was also number one in Portugal, Romania, Scotland. Uh, it was number one on the U.S. Hot Dance Club charts. Number one in Hungary, number one in Canada, number two in Austria, number two in Germany. So this was more of a hit around the world. I mean, it was still a hit in America, but it was um, definitely a hit around the world. And um, yeah, she's British. So she's mm-hmm. British. Uh, so, um, yeah, and it's a, it's a song that I enjoyed. Uh, what you'll see on the playlist is a karaoke version. Uh, because it's the closest to the original. <laughs> the original version with Sonique's vocals is not on Spotify. 
but uh, I found a way to to put it on there. So <laughs> there you go. All right, Ben. Um, number four. Um, so number four. Um, I feel like this is a bit of an odd song, but I guess this is a sign of what 2000 was. Um, it's right now by SR71, um, which ironically is built off of not a hard rock riff, but like it's built off of a rock riff, like a kind of a punk rock riff. Like you would have never like if you're like, oh, yeah, this song, you know, is a hit. Like, it's just like, wow, you wouldn't have expected this song to be a hit. Just I don't know. Like, it's just one of those very unexpected songs, you know? Um, this is the thing. It's the, really the main thing that sticks out to me about this. Uh, it was included on the soundtrack to do. Where's my car? Probably helped. <laughs> but the. It was the same director for this video as for Papa Roach's Last Resort. I see it now. And it looks like it was on the same soundstage. Probably was. He did the same cuts. He didn't uh, even try to hide it. Yeah. I think it's Marco Siega. He was a, I was saying he's a one-hit uh, wonder, man. So, but yeah, so this, I mean, it's one of those songs where you're just like, wow. Um, this was a big song, you know, it's, it's, it's really funny. Yeah. Um, the lead, the well, they, the well, they. <laughs> I think like, the key thing is that like the lead singer has to have a distinct haircut. Yeah, especially back then. Um, and his hair. I think Buzzfeed said this. Oh, here, there's the homage to Queen. There. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Buzzfeed said that uh, he has the same haircut as um. Kate Goslin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <Just> talk- yes. <laughs> so, so now he's uh, so it's funny. So Butch Walker was a co-writer on this. So Mitch Allen and Butch Walker wrote the song. Yeah, yeah. I, I hear the but I hear the Butch Walker. Yeah, this solo is amazing. They're playing this. This song is like almost two hundred beats per minute. Like it's incredibly fast. <laughs> um, but um, he did the stick trick. I'm still trying to get those down. <laughs> um. But he went on, Mitch Allen, of course, went on to write for other artists. His first single, his first big single being the Demi Lovato song, um, Heart Attack. That was his first big hit. He did a lot of stuff. Um, he wrote, I know, a song for Jesse James. As a matter of fact, I think he did her first album. Like her entire first album, didn't really go anywhere. Um, yeah, so. Oh, yeah. He also. So this band originally did 1985 by Bowling for Soup. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Bowling for Soup did it. Um, yeah, so. Um, uh, SR, the other, only other, well, this song charted at, um, on the bubbling under Hot 100, number two, a Hot 100 airplay at number 81, modern rock tracks at number two. It didn't make the top mm. 100? No, it did not. You have to take it off too late no <laughs> uh the, the other other song by sr71 that i know of Mm-mm-mm. is they did a cover of um in your eyes is that what you're talking about no they did a cover of that yeah they cover in your eyes was it Peter one of those Gabriel. pop goes punk no. compilations they were ahead of the curve <laughs> <laughs> they did a song of um let it whip yes on the new, the, guy the, the new guy soundtrack yes I forgot about that. Yeah. 
Um, so imagine that. <laughs> it's not. It's not bad. Yeah. But it's yeah. Not. It's uh. Let's see. Had it all. They did that song for Catherine McPhee, but the uh, the big single came "Heart Attack." He wrote that, and um, ever since then he was getting a lot of work. But I don't see it. Well, it was like oh yeah, heartbeat song. Want you to, want to want me by uh, Jason Derulo. He had that. Yeah, he wrote "You Don't Do It for Me Anymore." What? Uh Mitch Allen, man. Mitch Allen. All right. So um, the next, my number four is actually Ben's number three, if I have this correct. It is Nine Days. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Parenthesis. Story of story a girl. Of a girl. <laughs> um, very catchy chorus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great guitar solo. I'm just pausing right there. What was the moment like where he wrote that lyric right there? This is the story of a girl who cried <laughs> over and drowned the whole world. I imagine I, he was just trying to find something that rhymed. <laughs> I think he, he, he felt he stumbled onto something profound. He was like, dude, she cried a river, drowned the whole fucking world. Like, whoa, well, but what, I don't write that down. <laughs> like, no, what about like she drowned the whole world then she cried an ocean. Shut up. Shut up. He grabbed his tape recorder because this was 2000. It's a river. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, one thing that always stands out about this song, they have a keyboard player. Yeah. Which is not really seen that much in a lot of pop pop rock bands. And they actually give him a solo. Yeah. Because he plays the solo right... You can't really hear it that much, but he plays the solo, keyboard solo, right before the guitar solo, which is another lost art. And then there's a really good guitar solo. Um, this was just such a well-written song from the Madden crowd. Um, they had another song on there, if I, I think if I am or something like that. Um, yeah. So the first time, I guess I would tell this. The first time I ever heard this song was in high school. I was getting ready for. I was getting ready to catch the bus, and I was listening to the local station 99X, the local rock station, alternative rock. And they're like, hey guys, we got this new song. We're going to premiere it here by a band called Nine Days called Story of a Girl. And they played it. And I was like, that's, that's a good song. This is going to be a hit. Once it became a hit, they never played it again. <laughs> well, you, well, this is 99X. This so, is 99X. Yeah, this is they the don't play station. pop rock. Nah. So once it became a hit, like drop it from rotation. Mm-hmm. And now it has to go. It graduated to Star 94. <laughs> they never played it again. And that really kind of upset me because that is where it premiered. Um, this was a song that I saw a lot on MTV. And once it kind of everyone was done with it, MTV 2 started playing it a lot, I felt like. Yeah, they probably did. Yeah. Uh, this seems like something that was destined to be on VH1's top 20. Yeah. Uh, it, no, it was. <laughs> uh, that I mean, that yeah, that, that's what it was meant for. It was yeah. meant more for the, for VH1. Um, oh snap! Maybe that's why they played it. So this was recorded at Tree Sound Studio in Atlanta. Hmm. That's probably why they played it. They probably oh, it knew was, the, they it probably was local. Knew, yeah, they knew a guy <laughs> <laughs> who was like, "Oh yeah, I'll I'll do you a solid." So, because where are they from? They're from Long. How did they get down here? Huh. 
Alright, whatever. Yeah, so is Butch Walker associated with him at all? No, um Nick, Or anyone from Marvelous Three. <laughs> I don't think so. I wouldn't be surprised though. Um Nick Dadia produced it. He is from He's from LA. So maybe they just came to Tree Sound because the studio suggested it. Um, Five Fifty was the stu- was the record label, who was also uh, who was out of New York. So there's I don't know why they came to Atlanta to record this at Tree Sound. But Tree Sound has done a lot of um, has done a lot of albums. You know, if you've never heard of Tree Sound, look them up. Um, they're they're pretty popular. Uh, let's see how this song did here uh, from their album, The Madding Crowd. And it charted at on the Hot 100. It peaked at number six, number one on the mainstream top 40, number two on the adult top 40, um, number three in Canada, number seven in New Zealand. Uh, it didn't really get uh, outside of any English speaking countries. <laughs> well, because like Crowder River and Drive the Whole World. How do you translate that? <laughs> um. So, and it was hmm, it was also it was mixed in LA and mastered in Hollywood so well anyway um, all, all over the place <laughs> yeah so um, not, I feel like this was also featured in like one of the uh, it was in it was on now it was on now five it was on the album Lizzie McGuire Total Party <laughs> So the Lizzie McGuire mixtape, pretty much, and um, I thought it was included in one of the uh, American Pie movies. It seems like one of those songs that could be used in a um, um, in a montage in one of those movies. It feels like a montage song. And this was actually from their fourth album. Oh wow. The Madden Crowd was their fourth album, so they finally broke through uh, with that song. Oh, they saved the money. So that was my number four and Ben's number three, right? So my number three is um, uh, a Bad Boy Records creation. (laughs) And it is He Loves You Not by Dream. And that is the video. So here we go. Um, after the ad. So, <laughs> of course, it would have an ad. Is it? Did he got to get that money? <laughs> Did he dirty money? Man, this this one brings back memories. Um, as I pull it up here, uh, so the the white girl group. Uh, I think that Diddy felt like he needed to make a a white Destiny's Child, so uh, <laughs> Dream was created. Um, yes, like he makes these things and he gets bored and he stops yeah. supporting them and it's just like, all right, well. Um. Oh, it's already started playing. Hold on. So pop. This is like so pop as far as 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a song that any of those other female pop artists could have done. 
this could have been a Britney song. This could have been a Christina Aguilera song, mm-hmm. Jessica Simpson, Mandy Moore. Wow. Hmm. Oh, it's almost trap. It's almost trap music. <laughs> almost. <laughs> it's almost trap music right there. <laughs> with, with those ad libs. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I remember seeing this on TRL, and it it was a hit song, but it wasn't on TRL very much. And I feel like it was because of the girl's association with Diddy. Maybe. Um, not to blame him, but I just feel like if the parents were letting the kids call to vote for their favorite videos, they're not going to let them vote for the white girl group associated <laughs> with the black guy. I, I forget how much I like this song. I like the second single more. Um, oh, this, this is, is me. me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder what happened to them. I think they broke up like soon after this album came out. Yeah, you have to think they look at Danny Kane and get jealous. They probably look at Danny Kane like, "Wait, didn't we record those songs too?" <laughs> like, that's my thing. Like, they're probably like, "Man, like, did he put a bit of a higher budget into them?" <laughs> like, um. But then again, Danny Kane was a little more R and B than this. This was very pop. Yeah. Well, Diddy was trying to cash in. He was trying to get in there as far as like the pop market. Yeah. Like, I need a girl group. Yeah. Um, God, this video is so pop too. They're riding in dune buggies in the desert and dancing. Oh boy. <laughs> um, what I remember is the the blonde with the with the long hair. Wasn't she in a movie? She was in Love Don't Cost the a thing. thing. Yeah, she was a cheerleader with Nick Cannon and Christina Milian. <laughs> Who has some very interesting videos on Vlad TV, but I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. I've been watching Vlad TV a lot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this is so 2000. Like, you have the, you have the, like, matching kind of the outfits. spread out stage, sound stage, matching outfits with the logo for the, um, the logo for the group. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the... The rotating room that yeah. people get to climb around in. Oh, uh, God. I think NSYNC did this. Yeah. <laughs> Jameer oh, Clapper, for the most part, too. He yeah. did it. And since this is Bad Boy, uh, like I said, I, I know it, I, I knew names of choreographers. This was <laughs> this had to be Laurieann Gibson. Probably. <laughs> Choreographed <laughs> this. See if I can find that. <laughs> Oh, 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 stop it, stop it. Okay, so, um... Did I show the video at all? I feel like I didn't. Oh, no, I, no, I think you... Probably not. It's cool, though. They've seen it. If not, go watch yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen this video. I'll show um, you It says... So, it talks about the three settings. In the third, the girls moved around a rotating white room. The same one used previously for the videos NSYNC, Bye Bye Bye, and Sugar Ray's Fly. The same room. He went and got it. He was like, I need some of that bye 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 magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It makes me want like did Diddy have any original ideas? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh, that's so sad. Despite impressive sales, the song couldn't get past rival girl group Destiny's Child. I don't think that was a rivalry. No. That was that a, could not have been a rivalry. That's a very that's a very one sided rivalry. <laughs> Uh, so it did peak at number two. Um, who was number one at the time? Destiny's Child. 
it was that oh yeah independent women by destiny's child uh was number so it kept that what kept it out of the number one spot um what was funny is that wait on their album did they do a cover of this also confirms to me that the um oh miss <laughs> Oh, stop it. It confirms that Diddy was obsessed with New Edition. Yeah. So they did a cover of Mr. Telephone Man on their album. Um, like I said, This Is Me uh, was their second single. It peaked uh, at number 39. But I don't think they're... No, nah, they, it still counts. They still count as a one-hit wonder yeah. to me. I uh, still had the same songwriters, Steve Kipner, David Frank, and Pamela Shane. It's the only person that could write them a hit. <laughs> they should have gone back. So, um, yeah, so Dream is my number three. Uh, watch Love Don't Cost a Thing. You'll see a, a tall blonde girl who probably only had like four lines, but she was in like every other scene. Yeah. She, she just was, didn't talk very much. She was the cute one from the group. She just couldn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Uh, number two. All right. Number two is. Um, I was upset. Oh, yeah, this is. I, was, I, I, I guess all these songs I said I was obsessed with. I, I really, really like this one. Um, I had just. I think I had just started playing guitar. Um, I'd been playing it for maybe two years, and this is one of the songs I learned. I always thought about playing this song and. It's one of those, like, you know, when the high school kid, you got a crush, like, oh, yeah, I'm crazy for this girl, man. So, yeah, Crazy for This Girl by Evan and Jaren. Um, Atlanta's own Evan and Jaren from Tucker, Georgia. Um, this is going to sound racist, but bear with me. Evan Michael, uh, Evan Mitchell Lowenstein and Jaren David Lowenstein. That is why they went by Evan and Jaren. The record companies were like, nah, too ethnic. <laughs> <laughs> They probably wound up like, "Hi, my name's Evan Lowenstein. Uh, we're changing that." <laughs> Wait, I see some uh, some familiar faces in this video. I think I wouldn't be surprised. I think yeah, this was like on like a, One Tree Hill or something. Looks like Daphne Daphne Zuniga from uh-huh. uh, show Melrose Place. I think that's funny. I want to think they were on. Okay, so this was featured on the soundtrack to Dawson's Creek. Was she in Dawson's Creek? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, no, yeah, she was in there. Daphne Zaniga. Daphne Zaniga. She was either on Melrose Place or some 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 show. <laughs> yeah, I love this song, man. But yeah, this sounds like one of those teen movie soundtrack songs. Mm-hmm. Uh it could have been an American Pie, I don't think it was. I wouldn't be surprised if it was though. <laughs> no, it would fit right in. Yeah. I don't know why I was even when I was before I started playing drums. I really paid attention to this dr- to the drummer on this song. He didn't hit a lot of toms. Mm. He's he mainly he hits some toms right here, but he mostly stays on the snare. And I remember like there's a roll he hits at the end where he finally hits like a rag tom. I'm like finally, like it <laughs> sticks out because I'm like he goes Kakatoon. I'm like thank you, thank you. But yeah, I love this song. Maybe they man. told him not to. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, man, cut, cut, that, cut that out, man. It's cut too that busy. rock shit out. You're, you're taking away from Evan and Jaren Lowenstein. <laughs> oh, they're not going to be Lowenstein? You're taking away from Evan and Jaren. <laughs> oh, here it comes. 
Oh no, not there. Maybe I missed it. Oh well. Um, yeah, all the pictures. So, I guess to um, talk about what Evan and Jaren are doing now, because a lot of these artists really aren't doing anything. Um, they were on the uh, reality TV show American Inventor and made something called the Pit Port, a container for discarded seeds and pits and various fruits and nuts. Go, Evan and Jaren. That just, I don't know, that just sounds like something some people who grew up in Tucker would do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the song peaked at number 15 on the Hot 100. Uh, only Jaren, Jaren wrote, co-wrote the song with Jeff Cohen, so Evan had nothing to do with it. No, he was just there. Um, Daphne Zuniga was on, um, she was on One Tree Hill and Merrill's Place. That's where I know her from. I knew, and I'm sure that, so, um, so, I yeah. I know who discovered them, because I guarantee you, he was just like, you're changing that last name. <laughs> That's too ethnic. Hi, we're the Lowenstein brothers. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's what they went by. The Lowenstein brothers. <laughs> oh, so guess who was discovered? Who discovered them? Who? Jimmy Buffett. <sighs> Thanks, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett? Really? Yeah, they were touring. Uh, <sighs> man. They were touring some coffee houses. They have a live album and they toured for with the second independent album and performed at the 96 Olympics. And they were noticed by Jimmy Buffett. And they are also uh, related by marriage to Logan Lerman from uh, the Percy Jackson films. Okay. Keep it in the family. Yeah. Um, so that was your number two. The right? Lowenstein Brothers, yes. I gotta call them that now. The Lowenstein <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett was like, nah, we're gonna change that. Because what was Jimmy Buffett's real name? I bet it was... Oh, no, it was actually J- James William Buffett. Okay. Hmm. That dude is... Do you know how rich that dude is? I think he's a billionaire. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, he just... <sighs> yeah, Props to him, like him and Sammy Hagar, artists who never work, <laughs> but some five hundred sixty million dollars. Jimmy Buffett, I know two songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to pull up the the right video here. I guess I'll have to do this one. I will say his cheeseburger in Paradise Restaurant was pretty good. I did go there once. All right, so my number two comes from a little band from Canada. <clears throat> a little band from Canada called soul decision yeah <laughs> for some uh, reason this that's keeps not the song but this, this keeps is. getting put in my um both of those songs keep getting put in my discover weekly i don't know why so this is a song called faded <clears throat> i didn't know they're um, from canada yeah they are canadian uh this song sounded like straight 80s R&B mm-hmm. it was 80s R&B and then you hear the guy singing like okay this is an 80s R&B <laughs> anymore. forgot about this song this is a good song um, I remember this song being on TRL 
and only TRL. <laughs> like VH1 wouldn't play it. BET was like, oh, these dudes white. We can't play this. Oh, well, you meant it was on the Much Music Countdown too because they're, well, they're, they're Canadian, Canadian, so it had to. <laughs> It's like a rule. I think there's actually, isn't there like a rule that Canadian Riddle has to play a certain percentage yeah. of Canadian music? Well, I mean, it's, that's, if it's, if it, if it's a good song, you know, or if it, it gets a little popular in America, it's got to be popular in, in Canada, even more popular in Canada. Mm. Yeah. The other single, Ooh, is kind of crazy, gets put on my Discover Weekly as well a lot. <laughs> I don't know why. Um... Hmm. That was that was a weird shot about the <laughs> basketball, but um, I f- I didn't I did I never thought the the lead singer here played that guitar. <laughs> I was like, no, he's not. No, he's not really playing that. <laughs> Probably not. Man. Um, and the the camera is focused on him though. Mm-hmm. Like to where all the other guys are blurred out, and the shot where it's the whole band, they zoom in right, right on, on him, him right away. Uh, you do have the other singer here with his John B. Uh, stubble. Oh God, he does have a John B. look. <laughs> He's kind of got the John B. haircut too. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know who this rapper is. Mm, like it's can, he's Canadian, maybe, so I thought it was. What's his name? Thrust. Thrust. Um. So what's sad okay, is the last he's, line of that of that rap was awful. He's so this isn't even the single that he's best known for. <laughs> he is most known for his appearance on the Rascals. Yeah, Rascals single Northern Touch. He is a Canadian rapper. Yeah. I wonder if you ask Drake, is he a influence? <laughs> Probably not. He's not from Houston. See, I came up listening to Thrust. Who's Thrust? Yeah, man, I know. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, God, there's an actual article on Canadian hip-hop. Aw, it was first established in the 1980s. <laughs> so, uh, this song was number one in Canada. Of course it was. Uh, it peaked at number 22 on the Hot 100 in America. And um, it was nominated for Song of the Year at the 2001 Juno Awards. Nice, nice. Let's see if, if we've heard the song that it lost to. Um, <clears throat> um, it will not tell us. Wait, hold on. Let's see if we can find it this way. Who cares about the Junos? Uh, <laughs> it was nominated for best single, and it lost to "I'm Like a Bird" by fellow Canadian Nelly Furtado. Nice. So, like how, like you know, they're like you know African American, Spanish American. Is she Portuguese Canadian? Is that what they call them there? <laughs> I don't know if they'll say all that, or they just don't care. They're like, "Nah, you, you're just Canadian now." Oh, she's like kind of knighted, I guess. So she might be like. Like Canada just claims her, but she is Canadian yeah. Portuguese still. So, nice. Yeah. Um, I knew a Portuguese girl in high school who was very like, "Oh no, yes, Nelly Furtado's Portuguese." Like that was she was so proud of it, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's so cute!" Like you, 
All right, Ben, we're at number one, and uh, you believe this is one of the greatest songs ever made in the entire history of the world? Yes. Um, I'm not even exaggerating here. I know this is going to sound funny. This is probably a top ten song for me <laughs> of all time. I can honestly say, without exaggerating, there is not a week that goes by where I don't hear this song at least two times. This is one of my favorite songs ever. This has Gotta Tell You by Samantha Mumba. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it when it first came out because um, this was this was one of those TRL songs as well. Um, the video is really funny because she's just walking through the city. I found out that it's a city in Spain. Um, I wish I could remember when I started liking it. It had to be sometime in or after college. Um, and I just started listening to it. I was like, this song is just so freaking good. Like, it's just something... Of course, that's the Picardy third. It goes to the C major um, after being a C mi- after going to a C minor, um, and it's just such a. I don't know what it is, man. Like I just, I can turn this song on any time and just feel good. <laughs> Looking at this video, it looks like low speed parkour. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like to me. I'm going to do a cover of this song one day, though. I'm going to actually sit down and record a cover of this song. Uh, I just have to figure out how, how I'm going to do it. And with this song, it seemed like... It didn't seem like she was destined to be a superstar. No, because, I mean, she doesn't really have the greatest voice. I'll give her that. It's not no, no, I mean, like, just as a, a, a celebrity. Like, she had this song. I know there was um, Come On Over. Yeah. Or Baby Coming Over Tonight or something like that. Yeah. That was another single that got some some radio play. Mm-hmm. But she was in, um, what was that movie? Time Machine. Time Machine. Yeah. Which which was hyped up a lot. And With she Guy came Pierce. out of nowhere to be, that, to be in that movie. So it mm-hmm. seemed like she was on her way to... Yeah. I think, she, I think she did it too soon. Like, focus on your music career, then act. Or maybe she always wanted to act and that was just how to get there. But, like, I felt like she hadn't really earned her stripes yet. It was just like, all right, you got one song. Chill. Like, you know, <laughs> get a second hit album and then go act. And it's like, you know, by trying to split that focus, maybe she just didn't capitalize really on what was out there. Because, I mean, she wasn't an amazing singer, but she wasn't a bad singer either. I mean, she was better than Willa Ford. <laughs> you know, she could have she could have done some more, you know. she had And she had a nice little range, you know, a very low range. And then she could get a high range. I don't know. I, I don't know why she didn't have... Because it's a pretty good album. The album that this is on, which is um, Gotta Tell You, has some great songs on it, but just, you know, just didn't really go anywhere. She clearly did not do her own stunts in this, but that's okay. Nope. I'll probably listen no to this song again tonight, to. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> didn't tell you this tonight. Uh, so what can you tell us about this song? All right, so, um, of course, she is British. No, she's Irish. Excuse me. She is Irish. I always thought she was like, she kind of looks like Ashanti, but not quite. <laughs> um, so, on the Billboard Hot 100, hit number four. In her home country of Ireland, hit number one. Um, Australia, number three. This might New have been Zealand, destined to be a hit because of uh, a couple of producer credits. One... Teddy Riley, mm-hmm. the other Stargate. Yep. So it was. It's just you know, it was meant to be a hit. Yeah. Gotta love this song, man. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, it peaked at oh, that's this oh, this is the album. And actually her only album. Yeah. So yeah, that's why we said that like it seemed like she was destined to be a star. But uh, you know, and then with also the movie, it just it just never happened. Peaked at number four on the hot one hundred, number one in New Zealand, number one in Ireland, number three in Australia. Um and there's a Mickey Modell remix. Yeah, I haven't heard it. I've yet to hear a good cover of this song. I've been searching. That's why I'm going to do one. Because it's like one of those forgotten hits that just no one bothered, bothered to cover. So I'm going to try to find a way oh, to cover Oh, my bad. Uh, I thought Teddy Riley and Stargate produced the song. Oh, no. They produced they some produced stuff on the album. They produced the album. Yeah. The album. Uh, Anders Baggy or Bage and Amthor Burgesson. He did a remix. It wasn't that good, though. Yeah, Teddy Riley. That is, he did a remix. Um, this was a time like it. Like Max Martin is Swedish, right? Yes, he is. It's something about Sweden and pop, pop music that I was listening to ABBA. Yeah. Um, because they're Swedish, right? ABBA, or are they just Norwegian? No, I think they're Swedish. Yes, they are. I think it's probably because they grew up listening to them. Their music's hella catchy. Because <laughs> I did not know. Um, um. What's the song? Time goes by, yeah, so slowly. That's an ABBA sample. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that because yeah. there's a there's a Ty- Taiwanese artist. Um, so so for the gig I did with the Taiwanese um group, there the guy there was a song that we we're gonna do with them. He has a live version where he plays "Give Me a Man, Give Me a, a Man After Midnight." He plays the intro to that over before he starts playing his song. And I'm like, oh, he used um, um, Held Up. What's the name of Not Held Up. Stuck on You. Hung Up. Hung Up. I was like, oh, he used the intro to Hung Up. And then I looked it up. And it's like, oh, wait, no. Give me a man after midnight. That's the <laughs> sample that I started playing. I'm like, this song is hella catchy, man. Give me, give me, give me a man. God, yeah, it's probably because of, it's probably because of ABBA. They, they were like so cat. I could only imagine how big they'd be now. Because <laughs> their songs are just so yeah. catchy. Look, they had a they have a, a musical, a, a musical like to where like a story is made up, mm-hmm. just using their music. And there's a sequel, oh, so the there was more music <laughs> of theirs to use. Yeah. <laughs> so another story was written for it. Yeah. Um, so we get to my number one. Uh, I picked this as number one. And my ranking is based on like how annoying all the songs are. <laughs> this was definitely the most annoying of the songs, <laughs> and this is it, "Butterfly" say, by Crazy Town. You don't have to say what it's called. This song, uh, I, the story goes that it was an accident. An accidental hit uh, because this wasn't theirs. This was the second single, mm-hmm. and uh, it was so successful they re-released the first single, and it still didn't. It was still kind of trash. So this song was a product of the era. So like, it's not actually rap rock, but like they're a band and they're playing instruments. So people, you know, no, just, it's this is new metal. But there's no metal. There's but it's the poppiest new metal there is. 
So I can't remember what I actually what else I listened to. There's songs on this album that Chris likes. Outside of this song and on the trip to Mississippi. I got questions, Chris. I got questions. (laughs) He was like, oh no, this is a good one. (laughs) I got questions, man. (laughs) Like I just couldn't get into this song, man. It's just And what's funny is that um probably over the next five, six years after this song. Um, Shifty Shell Shock or whatever his name is became a fixture on the VH1 celebrity shows. As far as um, he had he had a drug problem, mm-hmm. so he was on Celebrity Rehab <laughs> like three seasons. Really? Like this is a major problem. Didn't some, I thought one of on them TV. died? They, they're also alive. Yeah. Okay. Or I mean, you could check. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know if he died. Hold on. Both of them rapped. Yes. Um, yeah, there were two rappers. That's funny. Could you look that up? What if, if the uh, Shifty Shell Shock is still with us? No, he is. He is. That's okay. why I was wondering if it was somebody else. Shifty. Seth Shifty. Yeah, he's alive. He's forty-four. So, God, how old was he when this came out? He was in his early 20s. He was like mid-20s. Wow. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> this was on TRL a lot, of yeah. course. Um, the, uh, the editing was uh, unique at the time. I think you could use the... Uh, there's a certain app you can use. Um to to make the to to do those same kind of edits with the video. What did it? Do you remember the movie Orange County? Yes. This was uh, kind of the song had been out for a while, mm-hmm. and everyone would go crazy when this song came on. Like uh, when they were like girls would be like, "Oh my god, it's my favorite!" Song. And they have a dance routine. Hold on, the movie Orange County. The In show. The movie. The movie with, Orange with Jack County. Black and Colin Hanks. Yeah. Okay, it's been years since I've seen that. I don't remember that part. Um, so I just I, this I did not know about this song. It uh, it contains a sample of "Pretty Pretty Little Ditty" by Red Hot Yeah, so John Fushanti and Flea <laughs> have writing credits on this. Do the other guys have writing credits, or did they like Steely Dan them? No, it's just John and Flea. Yeah, no one else. So it's probably so since it's just the base. Oh no, the other guys no 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 the other guys do um have they did get their permission okay. so okay. I I see what you mean now. No, they did not silly damn them. <laughs> um but yeah, uh so that is my number one. Uh more information about the song. It peaked it was this hit the number hit number one on the hot one hundred. Yeah, that's how big this song this song was everywhere. It was everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it ended the year number 29 in 2001. It was released in 2000. That's why this counts. So do you know what's funny, though? Do you know what the biggest song of the year 2000 was? The number one song according to the Billboard? Breathe. Faith Heavens. Or Faith Hill. Faith Hill. Faith Hill Breathe. Hmm. It was the number one song of 2000. Never hit number one. But it's number one song. So that's why I want to, like, how do they come up with this? It was number one. Yeah. Uh, maybe they looked at the... The chart, how it charted throughout the year, maybe, and they had the highest average. <laughs> but yeah, but this song, I mean, this was a, this song was everywhere. I felt like you know, it was just one of those, yeah, 
Um, so yeah, where are these guys from? Los Angeles. Of course. The Gift of Game. I love that. I love that album title, The Gift of Game. Uh, they are now known as Crazy Town X. Okay. So um, maybe that was for legal reasons. But that will do it for our Because Five One Hit Wonders in the Year of Our Lord 2000. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll get to my Earworm of the Week. Uh, there's no official video for this yet, but I'm going to um, play the lyric video. Because <laughs> at least there's something. Um, this song came out on last Thursday. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I added it to my We Lit playlist uh, immediately. So this is uh, a new song by Anderson Pack. I'm excited about his album. Is this the one he was dancing to and fell off the table? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> if you saw his video on Instagram where he walks into, uh, it, it premiered on Beats 1, and he comes in. And he gets on the table, starts dancing, and he falls off. And he, yeah, he busted ass. <laughs> <laughs> so they, there was a, a tense challenge created because there's a there's a video. If it's not, if it's going to come out soon, but there was a there's a video for the song, and he's dancing on top of a car, and that's supposed to be the tense challenge. Uh, but somebody else made their own tense challenge where they're doing the same dance as him, but they're on a treadmill and then they just fall. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. And uh, this is about um, how people don't like being seen uh, after, (laughs) after gaining some fame. So this is Anderson pack featuring Kendrick Lamar. It's called tense. It's from uh, Anderson packs, new album Oxnard and we cue it up. And uh, we'll be right back. I've been feeling kind of cooped up, cooped up. I'm trying to get some fresh air. Hey, well, you got the roof off, roof off. You know, it never rains here. Hey, you ain't got a flash and you're taking your picture. You ain't got to draw no ex of attention. Paparazzi want to shoot ya, shoot ya. Niggas down for less out here. Yeah. I'm Kendrick Lamar, respect me from afar I was made in this image, you call me a god Everybody in attendance, I'm about to perform Everybody get offended by the shit I got on Like can you buy that nigga 900 horse Can you drive that nigga a G5 Can you fly that nigga, I need 10 So I can look at the snakes and poses I need 10, cause bomb head is non-disclosure I need 10, so I can live with a peace of mind Without niggas taking a peace of mind And peace be still and not do fine So fuck a 
fix it ticket. You pull me over and might see one of your bitches. All right, so that is Tense by Innocent Pack featuring Kendrick Lamar. And that is going to be on um, Anderson Pack's upcoming album Oxnard, in which he also has um, works with Dr. Dre as well, and a tribe called Quest. Brought some big guns for it. <laughs> so uh, that'll bring us to the end of the program. Uh, ben, can you tell the people where we can be found? Yes, I can. Are they looking at us? Can you see us? Hold on. Let me stop for the camera. <laughs> so, um, Lada. No, so if you're watching us. <laughs> Are you voguing, Greg? <laughs> um, so if you're watching us act stupid, then you found our Facebook page. Um, if you have not found our Facebook page and you're just listening to us, never fear. Um, here's how you can find it. Go to facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. If you want to check out our website, you can go to www, although I feel like I don't have to say that, but www.bythetimeyouhearthis.com. Um, if you want to catch us on the gram, shout out to Darren, you can find us at by the time you hear this, um, spelled with the letter U, because you left me hanging. Uh, one, uh, get, uh, get, get, bring it one more time, one more time, one more time. You can find us at by the time you hear this on the on the gram. Shout out to Darren, um, spelled with the letter U because we're urban, yes, and not under investigation, Mm-mm. and not underage. You know what's crazy? You almost forget that he is under investigation with all the crazy stuff going on. You could almost <laughs> he forget. He probably forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Robert Mueller's just like, well, I'll just wait for this Kavanaugh stuff to die down. <laughs> And then I'll get back to work. Yes. <laughs> um, if you want to find and for our in, for our Instagram page is spelled with the U. Um, same thing with the uh, email address at gmail.com. The website is spelled with the word U as well as our Facebook page. If you want to hear us on the go, as most podcasts are listened to, or if you're trying to avoid the annoying boss at work, or if you're trying the busker, as you said, the busker, the, the busker, the busker on the train, the busker on the train. Or um, if you're just playing 2K like me, I'll just throw on some podcasts while I'm playing 2K. Um, which I'm curious, what are you what are you listening to right now? Um, well, along with that Anderson Pack song, I'm also I'm I'm going back to listen to uh, Mac Miller's okay. recent album. I meant podcast, uh, but okay. Oh, podcast. My bad. <laughs> I'm thinking music. Uh, podcast. I'm listening to. Um, well, actually, she's going to be a future guest sooner rather, so hopefully sooner than later. Um, it's called the Let's Be Clear podcast okay. in which um, shout out to AJ. She uh, talks about uh, different pop culture topics. Um, she did an episode about uh, she's done an episode about dating in Atlanta. Uh, she's done an episode about um, uh, Amber Rose's slut walk. And what kind of what it means, and people may have the wrong idea about it and everything. Okay. Um. So she talks about uh, different topics in a in a pop culture sense. Um. She also she also uh, it's probably an upcoming episode, but I was there when she recorded it about blended families. Um. 
more specifically with Alicia Keys, Swiss Beats, and his ex-wife, mm. and how they all get along. She had a song called Blended Family. Wasn't yeah. that bad. <laughs> and that's kind of what it was about. So Okay. Um, different topics like that um, okay. from her perspective. So uh, that's the newest podcast, but I still listen to um, uh, uh, The Right Time with Bomani Jones. Oh, that's, a, that's a standby. Uh, Jalen and Jacoby. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm crazy with Joy Taylor. Um, so yeah, she seems to be fitting in on. Well, you know what? Because I don't listen to him anymore. But when I do drop in on Colin Cowherd, she seems to be fitting in, taking Christine Leahy's place. Uh, I think she has more of a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Christine Leahy was very dry. Yeah, and I think sometimes and I, I kind of I <laughs> know, I never think Colin Cowherd has a sense of humor. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's kind of what. Joy Taylor might bring. Yeah, she has to. She was on. Sh- she was doing undisputed with Skip and Shannon, and like she's just the moderator, mm-hmm. so she can't. There's probably not a lot of room to be funny. Yeah, but um, I think she's a she's a naturally funny person, and yeah. that's what Colin Cowherd might need. He needs someone to like break the tension. Yeah, because he's one of those guys that has a show. Like when he was on ESPN, mm-hmm. I don't think he talked. To, he would just talk. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have a second person. Yeah. He didn't have a Robin, so to speak. He just talked. He would just go. Yeah. You mean Robin is related to Batman or Howard Stern? Howard Stern. Because <laughs> Howard Stern needs a Robin. I was thinking Howard Stern first. <laughs> he needs a Robin to, like, break up the BS because he... Doc, 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 doc. Yeah, so... Um, I am listening to... And it's almost boring, but I love it. It's a conspiracy theories podcast, which mm. is why I listen to the Kurt Flood um, on which was the Black History podcast, the latest episode I listened to was about the Black Sox scandal. Hmm. And so what they do is they take these like historical events and they try they basically like the first episode talks about what happened. The second episode talks about the conspiracies behind what could have actually gone on. So they talked about the Black Sox scandal and then like what could have gone on and then of course they're talking about the reserve clause for MLB and then I was like, huh, Kurt Flood. I want to listen to that. But um, I thought about making a picture that said the Black Sox were right <laughs> because of what, you know, surrounded them doing it. You know, and then, of course, you know, keeping Shoeless Joe Jackson out of the Hall of Fame, even though he to this day, well, he's dead now, so he can't to this day. But till his death, he proclaimed his innocence. So it's a very interesting story. Um, I think he was forced to sign something. Like he couldn't really read or write. Yeah, he was. He was forced to like sign a confession. He was ignorant. <laughs> um, I also found it funny that the first commissioner of baseball was named Kennesaw Mountain. Yeah, that's hilarious because that's a place in Atlanta, <laughs> the Metro Atlanta. There's a big Civil War battle there. It's it's actually really cool. It's like they still have the huge field there. But yeah, so all right. But I said that because you know. If you want to share in the comments or somewhere on our page or whatever, what you're listening to as well, maybe we'll check it out. Maybe we won't. We can't guarantee anything. But um, you should use all of those same apps that I'm going to name in a second that you use to listen to your podcast. Use to listen to ours. Um, so you can find us on Podomatic. You can find us on I, the last FM one was different, was new. So play FM, play FM, play FM. You can find us play FM, Castbox, TuneIn Radio. I'm going to get to the popular ones. Um, um, auto radio overcast and then of course the popular ones that really don't need any introduction your itunes everyone knows itunes 
um, and then Google Play Music or Google Music. Everyone knows that one. So go on there, find them, listen to us, um, leave us a review, um, anything less than five stars, and we're going to think you're a hater. Yes. Yeah. We're going to think you're a hater. So, um, and this is a hater free zone. You know, we don't, um, we don't hate on anyone. No, we hater don't need your hateration mm-hmm. or holleration <laughs> in this dancery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no hater aid. It dehydrates me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we're going to end the show with uh, the original version of this song is not on Spotify, but I think we need something up tempo to end the show with. Let's do it. So we're going to play um, ATC, a.k.a. A Touch of Class and their song All Around the World. Parenthesis, la 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 la. They okay, all right, <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, I'm sorry, la la la. Yeah, it was five laws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, five laws. Put some respect on it. <laughs> so we're gonna play the video from that to end the show, and along with the song, of course. And uh, we'll talk to you guys very, very, very soon. Peace. Peace. Kisses of the sun With sweet identically I let it in my eyes Like an exotic drink The radio playing songs That I have never heard I don't know what to say Oh, not another word Just la-la-la-la Music is the key.